Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 razors, Gillette Labs razors and blades, Venus razors and blades, and native shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Go! It's the Custard TV podcast, the official podcast of thecustardtv.com. And yes, your ears don't deceive you. I've been fixed. Um, I'm back. With you. <laughs> we only had to pay a small fortune today. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the TV podcast where myself, Gary, and Matt discuss TV news, reviews, and previews. So you'll be surprised, as I was, when you hear what email I received. Uh, across the week. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always contact us uh, via thecustardtv.com. There's a contact us part, get in touch there, and you can send an email directly to me. And this is what this person did. And I can't answer this email, so I'm hoping that either Matt and Gary together, or maybe each one of them, have a way of me answering this email. Because I I got it, I read it, I'm stumped. I'm not going to reveal the um, the sender of the email because that's you know fair okay. business. But yeah. hello, yeah. hi guys. I would be very great glad uh, if you could tell me how I could obtain a video clip of a woman milking a cow where the cow <laughs> kicked the bucket of milk down and the woman fell back. The clip was shown on Bank Holiday Monday. Please help. Yes, I <laughs> can help. Uh, go to YouTube.com. And uh, find it your flipping self. Luke, Gary, and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. Well, I've, I've, just, typed, I've just typed woman milking cow bucket into Google. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of clips. And all your parental guidance sensors have. have uh, yeah, they're all off. in place. I'll kick off with the news. Um, there's not a great deal of it, so we should be able to get to it relatively quickly. Uh, ITV have confirmed that two of their big crime detective dramas will be returning next year. Uh, firstly, a fourth series of DCI Bank starring T- Stephen Tompkinson, and uh, perhaps more importantly, a third series of Endeavour starring Sean Evans that picks up immediately after the cliffhanger oh, God. in the last series. Yeah, but no word brilliant. yet on whether um, Roger Alam will be back as the... Well, uh, one, one interesting thing that I know is that Roger Alam is rumoured to be going back to Game of Thrones. Well, people who were thinking that Rita Ora may... Uh, appear as Endeavour's sidekick are wrong because she's actually <laughs> she's going to replace, she's gonna or, replace in ga- or in Game of Thrones <laughs> she's actually going to replace Kylie alongside um, Tom Jones Will I Am and uh, the other who's the other one Ricky Wilson uh, oh, the, Ricky Wilson I, 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 I create a I don't have any thoughts one way or other on this to be I honest. think as I said to you before I think Kylie, I think this is a one series thing because they announced two series, didn't they? Yeah. So I reckon Rita Ora is coming in, then Kylie's going to come back to do the fifth one. 
Reed, Reed are very similar to Jessie J, very relevant, up-to-date artist. So people will want to be coached by her because they'll see her like that. And she she did do a guest spot on the X Factor, which was passable. She wasn't awful. She wasn't, you know... They like did rumour her for the X Factor, the fourth judge, didn't they? So maybe BBC offered her more money in the end. Uh, yeah, just probably. Just we're talking replacements, Vince Vaughan and Colin Farrell will be cast in the Who? second Colin Farrell... <laughs> Oh, it's an Irish accent. Uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, Vince Vaughan and I'll get you some milk from so that cow. <laughs> Let him get through this sentence. Doubt it. So like, uh, Vince Vaughan and Colin Farrell cast in season two of True Detective. There you go. Okay. Yes. Now, I had a Those problem who with True Detective. Uh, which well, I'm take it up with the producers. Series, but I'm hoping this series with Vince Vaughan and Colin Farrell will... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll rectify His lawyers are going to be on the phone. In as much as True Detective took itself far too seriously, didn't it? There was not an ounce of humour or humanity. No, in I disagree. There, really, whoa, whoa, whoa! An ounce of humour. Whoa, whoa, there. Ne- I think I think there was, was a fair bit of humour when Matthew McConaughey's character went to uh, Woody Harrelson's <laughs> house for dinner. It was a fair bit Is of humour. This, um... Is this True Detective One Cup? <laughs> okay, Leave True it, Detective Leave it. One Cup. Um, right then, ITVB will launch on Wednesday the 8th of October. Set your cycles, ladies. Uh, launch night will begin... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I could see that being part of the press release. <laughs> Did they say, Edinburgh, it's for working mums or trendy mums or something? I was trying to remember oh. the... The tagline. Um, Welcome but yeah, no, to... this is sort of, uh, you know, people with kids or on uh, long-term unemployed. Um, <laughs> Not to generalise. So, so the Jeremy um, Carl show will be playing on loop, yeah? Hosted by Peter Andre and uh, up-and-coming contemporary thinking <laughs> Who's that? Jamelia. 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 Can I just yeah, say, if there here, was any reason for you... It, it, uh, there was no way I was going to be watching this, but once you've posted yeah. the words Peter Andre and Jamelia, I'm yeah. thinking two people, one brain. Right, so they're going to be hosting a Welcome to ITVB show because the audience is too thick to know what the hell they're watching, apparently. Uh, it will also feature Celebrity Dinner Date, other programmes that will include... Uh, the only watch, way is uh, yeah, we just wash. Kill yourself now. Okay. Someone else and, who can't uh, finish the sentence. The Real Housewives of Cheshire, and I've I've seen a fair few snippets of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I thought you were going to say you've seen a few Housewives in Cheshire. <laughs> I have, yeah, but that's yeah. What fair I do enough, with yeah. my weekends, what I do with my weekends is my business. And talking about ITVB, I wrote an article today which has already got some stick from some people on Twitter. Thank you, love you all. No, uh, asking... not people giving you stick on Twitter. Yeah, not people on the internet expressing opinions. Flipping heck. I can't bear it. Uh, I asked, uh, in the in a time when we're subjected to uh, Zoo, the Bake Off, Downton and channels like ITVB, is TV too mumsy at the moment? Is it playing too safe? and too gentle uh, for us men and people who don't love period dramas. TV too mumsy at the moment. That's what the article's about. Do you have an opinion on this, Matt? Because your mum is, is is a sort of a, what you would, her viewing habits are typical of mums everywhere. Loves come down well, she's with me, the average age of a BBC One viewer as well. Um, <laughs> so well, she watched, I, I mean, she doesn't now. watch TV, like, you know, like we watch TV. 
she's a sort what of was... casual viewer, but she is sort of, you know, BBC One Tuesday nights, that sort yeah. of EastEnders Holby. I mean, she likes stuff like Don't Tell the Bride, Four in a Bed, Come yeah. Down With Me, stuff like that, Dinner Dates. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't watch a whole hell of a lot. She likes New Tricks as well, so, and Doc exactly, Martin. Yeah. Gentle oh, drama, what... I suppose. What about you, Gary? Is there enough stuff on mainstream British television at the moment that interests you? What would you dub mainstream? Well, just BBC, ITV and Channel 4. They're mainstream. I don't class Channel 5 because I think I, most I people think, don't know it exists. I think over the summer, the late summer particularly, once... The uh, certain things have gone out of the way, uh, you know, sort of Commonwealth Games. I was a little bit disappointed with how much television didn't fit what I wanted, wanted to watch. You know, I did find myself more on Netflix or or iPlayer and things like that. I, you are I, right with. I mean, we've had In the Club, we've had yeah, um, Scylla now. I mean, we are mm-hmm. getting a few. Like we're going to talk about the driver and and our girl. I think is quite contemporary mm. as well for sort of BBC yeah. prime time. Yeah. So it's sort. Of, I think it's I, moving before, in, the, in the right direction. I, I worry a little bit about ITV. I know it's great mm. they're bringing back DCI Banks and Endeavour, but I do worry that ITV I, has now very firmly got into a formula. We talked yeah. about the yeah. awful program that they were showing on Thursdays. I can't remember what it was called. I know you like Scott and Bailey, but people do say that it's very set in its ways, and it is it is a female-led detective it's show. It's a female-led so... detective show, but it isn't... I think the way Luke's describing these... Dra- I, I think it isn't as soft as things like Arzu no. in the club. It's quite a hard drama, isn't it? It feels quite realistic. I'm really hoping that we can get another... And I don't mean uh, the second Broadchurch, but another Broadchurch show that just breaks the mould and makes everyone yeah. watch it for, yeah. for that reason. I don't think we've had that since Broadchurch and possibly the second series of uh, Line of Duty. I don't think we've had Happy another televisual event since then. Happy Valley. Happy Valley was it? Well, yeah, Happy Valley I didn't, I didn't see, so that's fair enough. But What so about the what last I... episode of In the Club? Come on, that delivered. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, if you do feel the same way as me... Uh, and you do feel like ITV, as Gary says, is playing it a bit too soft and samey. Uh, they are replacing Scylla with the equally soft and samey uh, new drama Grandchester. That's coming to Monday nights. And on yeah. Fridays, they're returning with Lewis, which is just awful. Peter, oh, well. Grandchester, Peter Fincham's pick for the, awful. For the autumn, awful. wasn't it? Awful. Have you watched uh, it? I have watched it, and it's just like Father Brown. It should be on in the daytime. Right, reviews. Um, Eeny, meeny, miny, Matt. Hello. So, X Factor, week, well, 100 it feels like. We had the last arena auditions, we had that horrible rain girl, we had um, some good, some bad, it all sort of blends together for me for now. Anyone got any thoughts on the X Factor? I'm just getting bored of the fact that, um, you know, we're just getting too much concentration on Simon and Cheryl. Don't yeah, no, I'll agree. It is the Cheryl culture. And I thought the bit, they did a bit about Mel B, and I thought that was good. And I liked how, you know, that Mel was B, like, it was, Mel, was, it was too late, though, wasn't it? Again, I would say that Mel B was a last minute choice because, um, you know, she's off filming in America constantly. She's doing America's Got Talent still. Downton Abbey returned to um, strong ratings. However, they were the lowest rating since it began. Oh, really? It was um, like 8 million surpri- or something, wasn't it? Surprisingly, uh, the ads were playing like low tomorrow. Oh, God. I didn't Kindle. see it. I'm not a fan. Uh, Gary I didn't watched see it, it just to watch it. I mean, I, I kept up with it over the past sort of couple of years. Oh, it's five years now, isn't it? It's his fifth year. I've kept on with it 
on and off, but I think 90 minutes for the for a start, just too long. I mean, I watched this instead of Argo because I'd seen Argo already, which I regret because obviously I'd like Argo to have done well in the ratings. But um, I mean, the stories in this, there was a story about one of the footmen dying his hair. There was a story about <laughs> Hugh Bonneville's character not being happy that the villagers had chosen the butler to head some committee over him. There was just like loads of piddly little things and it just felt now the amount of times they said the word change in this first episode because obviously it's like this is the 1920s and the the aristocracy are sort of being phased out. You know, it's Labour Parliament now. And every two minutes someone said, oh, it's you know, things are changing now. It's changing. I can't be objective on this because I haven't seen it and and it it doesn't appeal. But do you get the the phenomenon it's do you get why it's this i don't get why but again i say this is this is your core audience of of viewers just generally is the sort of older generation you know 50 plus generation who are watching Mm. and they are again i mean going back to what you said about tv being too mumsy i think tv is appealing to an older demographic maybe not in sort of like gender way but more of an age thing you know this is very gentle not a lot happens apart from at the but end they decide oh we've got to we've got to have some drama let's set fire to some of it but look at what some of the top three shows are the top three shows mm. probably at the moment are Downton Abbey Bake Off and, Stri- and it will mm. be Strictly Come Dancing yeah now I mean yeah. I know it's aimed at a younger audience but ballroom dancing is, is something that is associated really with older people it's yeah. family, but I mean, I mean yeah, you're right. even even Doctor Who is a safe family drama. I don't think I'll be sticking with Downton this year. It just sort of plods along. I would say that's mm-hmm. what I would say about Downton. It plods along, doesn't do much new, and and I think as well another thing that you, that you picked up on, sort of, um, why is it so popular? I think a lot of it is because it does so well in America. The Americans love it, don't they? Yeah, yeah but uh, did. Uh, he wouldn't have feel find anywhere for his bike. <laughs> no, there's <laughs> okay. a quick answer. What? I, yeah, I'm sick of Downton now. Let's move on to something <laughs> I, I enjoy more on Sunday night. Uh, Our girl, uh, the five-part sort of rollout of uh, Lacey Turner's war drama that we saw last year as a, as a one-off special. Uh, this saw um, Molly being shipped off to Af- Afghanistan. Uh, a little bit early, I read, because apparently she should have been training 18 months, not just six, like in the... But who cares? Oh. Dramatic license. I was a bit sort of sceptical about this to start off with, because I thought I really enjoyed the the one-off, but a lot of that was because of her family's reactions to her joining the drama, joining the, the army. Um, <laughs> this is a professional Family podcast. reacted to being involved in a drama. <laughs> But a lot of it, this was all sort of her at war and a lot of her trying to fit in. And there was a lot of scenes early on where, oh, I don't know if I can cope. I don't know if I could do this. But the last 15 minutes, I really got into it when, you know, they they started getting shot at. And there was a brilliant scene in a minefield. And I just yeah. thought, it's great having something on a Sunday night that appeals to a certain yeah. different demographic. And yeah. it's not like a cop show or a medical show or a period drama was it, it's something was it different the
That's smooth! It's the minefield. It's the bloody minefield! What are you doing in the bloody minefield? Sir, he's losing blood. I can get to him. Yes, you will, Fingers. Talk to me, Smurf! You all right, Doors? Have you got eyes on Smurf? He's gone quiet! Smurf! 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 Come on! Like you, the last 15 minutes were what saved it for me. Mm -hmm. My problem is, I did outside of Lacey Turner, who's still a strong actress and plays the role well, I don't yeah. like any of the other characters. I, I'd agree. I mean, uh, the her commanding officer, the captain, looks like he stepped off like a piece yeah. of a fashion catalogue. Um, I mean, I like uh, you and Rian. Rian? I, I liked him at certain points, but I just thought I thought there was too much exposition early on, and I thought part of that was trying to explain everything all at once. And I think now that they've got a lot of the story away uh, out of the way, and you know the context of each of the characters and their relationships, I think that this, it's left room for the series to flow a little bit more. It's a good alternative to that, okay. which, I, which I won't be watching. But may I but, ask a but, question? Yeah. The, the question is. Uh, the, the question, yes, it's uh, it's related to the topic we're talking about. I've delayed it because I've slightly forgotten it. Uh, I'm hoping that it will just flood back to me any second now. Keep uh, uh, laughing about yourself. I'll just say no, it's I, gone. I will. It's I'll completely be gone. I'll be watching the second one anyway. Um, I've remember, remembered the question. Right? Would you think? Do you think the BBC should have replayed the pilot of Our Girl? Prior BBC. to the BBC, uh, that's the new the competition to ITVB, BBC She. Do you think they should have replayed the pilot during the week, sort of, even if it was late at night or something? Yes. They did do, you do think that they... thing on iPlayer, didn't they? They did a ten minute. Yeah, but it was um, like a. It was like reduction. yeah, it was like a. But why didn't they just replay the episode they on should iPlayer? Have, they should have replayed the whole. Thing. They should have done. I agree because they like, for example, they've been oh, replaying Peaky that... Blinders, haven't they? Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. Really that was the uh, question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think they should have done Anyway, back to the driver. Uh... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Uh, written by Danny Brocklehurst, who gave us Exile, is that right, Luke? Loved it, yeah. I mean, I think he's known for sort of morally ambiguous central characters, isn't he? I mean, this basically was about a sort of taxi driver who played by the rules all of his life. He was sort of... he. You know, he he was sort of borderline depressive, wasn't he? His son had left the family home. We're not quite sure what happened there. 
Uh, and Ian Hart comes back as his friend who's just got out of prison and sort of convinces him, tempts him to go into the life of sort of a getaway driver, you know, shipping around these ne'er-do-wells led by Cole Meany, who I thought was really sort Ne'er-do-wells. of terrifying, wasn't he? Because you, you, you sort of thought he could snap at any one moment. I'm going to let Matt guess what my first problem with the driver was. I think we've been doing this podcast long enough for you to know what my flashbacks on with mine. I can't. I, I didn't like any of the characters. <laughs> my problem was that they started it with something. In the middle. I hate. I hate the way they nowadays they think. Right, we've got to get the audience straight away. So mm. we'll start it with an action sequence and then go back so that well, they know. That's I'll tell coming. you. That'll yeah. Keep them watching. Mm. I mean, it really why? reminded me of Prey that did as well. Mm. Um, why do they do it? And I, why do we need it? I, uh, well, you've answered your own question there to get the audience in. What I would say is that I thought that that was what was going to end the episode. Because it didn't end the episode, I felt the the ending of the episode was fairly anticlimactic as a result. Mm, I don't know if you yeah, agree with that. Yeah. No, I um, agree. It, I mean, I liked it. It was it was again it was something new. We had, I mean, it was something new in as much as it was a, a drama on TV at the moment that I'm actually going to stick with and watch. But it wasn't revolutionary. Yeah. I in mean, its I ideas I, and plot. I think. I mean, it, it was hard not to compare it to Prey for me in terms mm. of. As you say, that start, which I didn't have a problem with as much as you, I don't think. Um, you know, this is an ordinary man who's forced to, well, he's sort of forced to go into something because his sort of life has sort of, you know, he, he's just hit a doldrum, really, hasn't he? And, and his wife is barely speaks to him. She's more involved with a treadmill. What I liked as well was the fact that David Morrissey was so good in those scenes where he didn't say anything, he was just driving round. And you could just tell what the that. character was thinking. And I thought Those... that the nighttime scenes were really well shot. And I just think the sort of Manchester itself almost became a character in, in some scenes. The storytelling didn't grab me as much as I thought it would. But as this is only a three-parter, I think mm. that I, you know, I may as well stick with it and, and see where it leads. Um, and again, Gary, the, two, the, two, the, two oh, sorry. the two hard characters, Ian Hart and uh, Colin Meaney, I'm going to call him, uh, oh, they, were quite, they were kind of cliche, weren't they, in a way as well? There was, there was I liked no Ian Hart. I don't know, yeah, I, I, it confused me a bit when he played his own twin brother. <laughs> well, as it would. Yeah. I should have said um, my twin brother last week to do the podcast. My apologies, I'll remember that next time. Right, Gary, Doctor Who. Just like to say that finally uh, an episode of Doctor Who that I liked, watched, uh, and really, really enjoyed the new Doctor. Uh, this one was more about Doctor Who than I thought all the others were. This featured time travel in a sense that it was part of the plot. It featured memory wiping, therefore you were guessing what was going on. It featured new and interesting characters, which I hope at some point will make a reappearance. And Two Keely Hawes. <laughs> and, and, well, yeah, and well, more, more than one Keeley Hawes in existence, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I just liked it in the sense that actually it was about something science fiction, and the preview for the next one looks really good as well. Mm. So there you are. Okay. Yeah, I, was just, uh, I was just pleasantly impressed. Not, uh, Del Nightmares was what was on opposite. If you weren't watching The Driver and you weren't watching um, I Married the Waiter, Romance in the Sun on ITV, <laughs> you may well have watched Randy's Costa Del Nightmares. <laughs> Uh, I was watching Don't Tell on, the Bride. Which was on Channel 4. <laughs> on, <laughs> channel 4, 9 o'clock on Tuesdays. If you're familiar with the uh, the ethos and the, uh, the 
structure of a Ramsey's nightmares, you will understand completely what this is. To be honest, they're, they're exactly the same, everyone. It's an, it is an awful restaurant Ramsey goes in, he can't believe it, everything's undercooked or not cooked or is a steak, and he fixes it. But for some reason, it is a fascinating watch. I don't know what it is. Ra- Gordon Ramsay is sort of a psychologist. He sort of gets under the skin of these people by yelling at them, and I do find it fascinating. And the fact that it was in the sunshine and it was dreary and I was wrapped up in a blanket in the living room made it even better. <laughs> I just, I just think, I just think it's really good. And I miss Kitchen Nightmares. He went over to the States and did it, and of course it was very melodramatic over there. It, this was really good. So if you if you can catch up on. Uh, 4OD or 4.7 or more 4 or more 4 plus 1. Anyway you can. Ramsey's Costed Our Nightmares. I enjoyed it and I'll be watching that as well uh, alongside the driver. Scott and Bailey. Luke has finally caught up with Scott and Bailey. Uh, this is obviously, as I say most weeks, the, <laughs> the uh, female-led cop show starring uh, Saran Jones and Leslie Sharp. This series is sort of centred around the fact that um, Saran Jones' character, Rachel Bailey, has uh, been given the sergeant's job that was offered originally to Leslie Sharp's character, and also the fact that their boss, uh, Jill, played brilliantly by Amelia Bullmore, is uh, retiring soon. And she has actually written most of the episodes, and I thought she's done a really good job. And I think if if we weren't such TV nerds as we were, and didn't know who was writing each episode, then we I don't think we'd notice the difference between that and Sally Wainwright's no, writing. I don't know seamless. if you agree. It knows what it, what it is, Scott and Bailey. It, it's, it's just got a real style to it. It's, it's very much its own thing. The tone is fantastic. The humour in it is fantastic. The banter between each of the characters is so realistic. And th- this is one of the shows where, although the stories are good, it's the cast that makes it. It's the cast that makes it as watchable as it, and as enjoyable as it is. I think it is sadly going to be the last series I'm predicting now, which I don't yeah, no, I I agree. Which is a shame because I really enjoy it, and I I think it's the best sort of mainstream police procedural on TV, you know, I'm not counting Line of Duty or Happy Valley and that because they were sort of self-contained stories, you know, this is different case every week, people sitting around a table, interviews and all that, and I just think it's done so, so well. I think they they sort of split the time perfectly between the personal lives and the, um, you know, the professional lives, and I think it's just, you know, it's, it's really good, and it's a shame that... We're only getting four Scott and Bailey, and we're on like what seven of Lewis now. Oh God, I'm shattered. I mean, I get to sleep, and then I wake up thinking about the hundred and one ridiculous things that I've got to do, like which car's got to go to Openshaw for a service. Compete. Have next Tuesday week off to scatter some bugger out of the ashes. Just it never stops. I'm not trying to put you off, by the way, because you would do all that standing on your head. So. When are they going to tell you where you're going? It's got to be soon, hasn't it? Actually, not necessarily. What do you mean? Well, Elise has moved in with Aid and Eleanor Goodhead. When? Sunday. How is that? How is that? Hard. So, uh, it's all taking a bit of adjustment at Scott Mansion, so I've decided to put the sergeant thing on hold. Is that why you want a boyfriend? No, I want a boyfriend because I want a boyfriend, but it's not very easy to find a boyfriend because all of the potential boyfriends who are tentatively sniffing around me on the various dating websites that I'm currently...
currently experimenting with are either very old walking sticks, carpet slippers, watches on chains. Or what? Very old or what? Well, um, <clears throat> a couple of them, too, have been very young. How young? <laughs> Weird young, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a fetish. <laughs> Janet! <laughs> Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Okay, uh, we, we're going back now to uh, what we're still watching. Uh, some of this we've already talked about, but Luke, you go first. Begrudgingly, I'm watching The X Factor. I was thinking the other day, if I didn't live with family, I would so not be watching The X Factor. But so with family. Such is life. Uh, John Richardson grows up, which I know you spoke. Did you speak about it last week, or did you and I just talk about it? I forget. No, we, we talked about it, and I and I I wrote about it as well, but That's I didn't watch right. the second one. Uh, the second one was fascinating. So if if yeah. there was any uh, interest you had in the first, the second one was more fascinating. Uh, so that is good. Uh, still watching the Bake Off, Scott and Bailey that we mentioned. The still wonderful educating the East End and uh, fun on Friday nights with Rob Brydon, Lee Mack and David Mitchell with What I Like to You. Matt. Scott and Bailey for me as well. Bake Off, Educating the East End, uh, Only Connect, Victoria Corrin's quiz show. Let's oh. let's take over from that and let me finish off my list. Uh, so Bake Off, uh, I'm watching Educating the East End, which I absolutely love. Looking forward to an episode tonight. Two American shows that I'm watching. The Last Ship, which is showing on Sky One, uh, an action show about uh, post-apocalyptic or post-infected world where there's only one American ship left uh, with potentially a, a cure. Uh, the Leftovers, which again is on Sky Atlantic, a show where three years on, or a number, number of years on, from when 2% of the world's population disappeared now, overnight. Ironically, aren't, uh, what night are Sky Atlantic showing this? Uh, I think it's Wednesday, but I'm watching it on catch-up, so... Well, they should be I showing it on Monday. Know. They should be showing it on Monday nights. Ah, uh, The Leftovers on Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah classic the, uh, comedy. I get that. Hilarious. Good. Yeah. I'm watching Bad Education. I didn't think the first episode of Series 3 was that bad. Um, I just think mm. they were going for something a bit different, but I was all right See, with it. I um, disagree with that. I think Only they're Connectors. going with something very similar to all the yeah, other Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I thought it was all right. Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, you, you left, so I took over. <laughs> I uh, and just finishing off, I'm watching Doctor Who. You're back now. Okay, carry on. Yeah, I'm back in the room. Uh, yeah, on Dave, I'm watching Dave Gorman's Modern Life is Goodish, which I think is one of the funniest things on TV right now. Um, and if you want attacks on things like David Dickinson's Real Deal or um, Neil Sean's column in the Metro, uh, this is the programme for you. Also, Doctor Who and the fantastic Don't Tell the Bride. <laughs> um, I get, I'm getting a bit bored of Don't Tell the Bride because, well, not bored. I watch it and I enjoy it. it but it's formula. Just you just want to tell her now, don't you? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I liked the one. I'll, t I'll tell you the wedding I liked that they didn't seem to like was that one on the factory roof. I thought that looked really fun. Oh, I, I haven't got that far yet. But, uh, oh, yeah, okay, fair I enough. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, this, fr this Friday sees not only uh, the start of Strictly Come Dancing, the launch show on Friday night at 9 o'clock. But also, uh, ITV are bringing forward the launch of the boot camp section of X Factor, uh, so they'll be going head to head. Uh, mm -hmm. The boot camp, I think, is running over three nights, and Strictly is over yeah. two nights. So but I noticed they're doing this the next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as well with the judges' mm. houses. 
but Strictly won't be on next Friday, will it? Strictly will no, go no, back no, to being no, Saturday no. and Sunday, sort of, you know. But they don't vote people off the first week, so that'll be interesting. Uh, the return of Gogglebox this Friday at 9pm on Channel 4. As we mentioned last week, there'll be a new family, won't there? Because the guy on Celebrity Big Brother is now a celebrity, so he can't be on Gogglebox. Well, they do, ch- uh, they do tend to t- shake it up per season, don't they? What? The yes. Series, sorry. <laughs> series. Series. <laughs> Um, uh, the return of the Graham Norton show. Uh, one of the first guests is uh, Peter Capaldi, the current Doctor Who. That's this Friday at 10.35 on the BBC One. Start of a new series uh, based on the 24 hours theme is 24 hours on police cu- in police custody. Uh, the previews that I've seen and, and some inside knowledge as well is that uh, this focuses on that idea that the police can hold people for 24 hours mm. with question- whilst they question them before they have to charge them. And the show seems to kind of act as that kind of, you know, we have 11 hours left, we have four hours left, uh, you know, in order to, oh, to, so to either like get a, a confession. Or... Do you think it's like a countdown? Like, like countdown, yeah. So in the background, somebody like goes... Like countdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like countdown. <laughs> yeah, like a... I, I think this is going to be excellent. I mean, I think, you know, educating mm. the educating series, the 24 hours in A&E, I think Channel 4 do this kind of show really well, uh, yeah. and, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good fly-on-the-wall documentary. Uh, the return of Nevermind the Buzzcocks on Monday night at 10 o'clock uh, with the new permanent host, the Welsh comedian Rod Gilbert. First time they've had a permanent host uh, since Simon um, Thingy left. Yeah, Sa- Simon Amstel. So, uh, also like returning that. next Thursday, the second series of Peaky Blinders. Did, did any of <laughs> and, us uh, stick with this? Did, any, did Matt, did you no, stick I didn't, with it? No, I did watch I, it. I, I'm trying to catch up at the moment with it. I want to sort of see if I can get into series two. Um, is it similar to Ripley's in turn? It's similar, yeah, visually. I mean, it's more of sort of a gangster drama. Mm. Two shows with very interesting names. It's the first... I'm almost... This is one of the worst names for a television programme in a long time. Scrotal Recall. Uh, obviously a pun on Total Recall. This is a comedy, and I'm putting that in air quotes, uh, you can't see it. Uh, about a man who is told he has a uh, sexually transmitted disease uh, and has to contact all his previous partners. I'm sure and there's been hilarity, a similar Hilarity in Oh, finally, yes. On Thursday on BBC4 at 10pm, the Detectorists? No, almost. The, detectorists. Well, Detectorists. Uh, well, then there's some spelling yeah. that needs to happen in that word. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, this, I assume, is a program about people who like det- detectives. It's a. Co- it's it's a about starring... metal detectors, people. Even yeah, more like... thrilling. It's a comedy Mackenzie starring Crook. Um, Mackenzie Written Crook by, and Toby Jones. Oh right. Uh, and it is gentle comedy. It is not laugh out loud. It is have not side splitting. I have seen it. I enjoyed bits of it. And it shows promise, but it. It's very much a BBC4 comedy. But saying that, of course, the thick of it began on BBC4, and we all know what mm, happened with that. And so 2012. We shall see. Uh, that is your helping of Custard and Podcast uh, for this week. Um, as we say, we will endeavour to be here every... Th- well, we'll endeavour to record on a Thursday, and uh, as the actress said to the bishop, get it up as quickly as we can. Um, for... <laughs> um... <laughs> If this tickled your ivories, then leave a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter as well. At this perked up your elders. From... <laughs> yeah. Respect your elders. Oh, no. Uh, you can Come on, you're milking it now. At least <laughs> to TV. Or Matt. 
<laughs> at Matt's TV Bites. Or Gary. At the Gary Show. Should you like to like us, you can like us on Facebook. <laughs> There's a lot of liking going on. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know what's coming. Um, That's true, yeah. You come can on. like us on Facebook at facebook.com. Matt, like Matt doesn't, so... TV. Now, I had the misfortune of knowing already what Gary is singing uh, tonight. Matt doesn't doesn't know. So well, without no I've... further ado, Mr. Gary. Okay. Uh, in memory of uh, of Ms. Minogue <laughs> leaving... Don't say in memory uh... of... No, shush! I've done leaving the voice. I'm doing a bit here. Leaving the voice. Okay. Uh, I'd like to pay homage uh, to her. So, uh, let's just uh, get this going. Be here tonight. So I've put my best dress on, boy. I was so right. Our eyes connected. <laughs> now there's nothing how it used to be. No second guesses. Tracking on this feeling. Pull focus close up, you and me. Nobody's leaving. Got me affected, spun 180 degrees, it's so electric, slow down and dance with me, yeah, slow, skip a beat and move with my body, yeah, slow. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.